back to the Start Team Again podcast. My name is Natalie. And I'm Tabitha. And today we have three of our seniors graduating from Mary Washington, and they're also interns here at the center. And so we're just going to have them share a little bit about themselves. Carson, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, hey, my name is Carson Barrier. I'm a senior. Uh, we're about to graduate in eight days, I think, at this point. But I am a history student over at UMW, also in the secondary education program. Um, I'm involved in the admissions office, new student programs, and I've been an intern with the social media team for the past two years. Cool. Um, I'm Haley Stevenson. I am also a senior, eight days and counting. Um, I am an American Studies major in the elementary education program. And after graduation, I will be going to grad school. So I'll be staying for another year here at Mary Wash and I'll get my master's in elementary education. And then I'll just probably stay around and be a teacher. Yay. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> so besides being a student, I've been here at the center for two years doing hospitality and events. And then also on campus, I'm a peer mentor and helping with um, orientation. And I'm a COE, which is College of Ed ambassador. Lots of things. <clears throat> My name is Ben Varghese. I'm a senior at Mary Wash. I'm a biomed science major. Um, I'm hoping to attend um, the university, the George Washington University School of Medicine um, for med school. Um, I'm a, I've been an intern here for the past three years as an outreach coordinator. Outside of that, I love going to the gym. I, I actually start I'm one of the captains of our of the intramural team called Cross Conflict. We cross people up, show them who Jesus is at the same time, so they're conflicted on that side as well. So <laughs> cross conflict. Nice. <laughs> I know that you guys already mentioned about your internships, but we'd love to hear about how you got connected to the center and how you stay connected to the center um, throughout your years here or when you came in or yeah, so I, I've been around for the past four years. I was a part of another ministry my freshman year, and my leader actually brought me to one of the very first tribes of the semester in the fall. Um, and kind of after that, I helped on kitchen teams with Tuesday night dinners, and then I became an intern at the beginning of my junior year. But it's always just been a place where I can stop in and be with people. So it's been really cool the past yeah. few years. What made you decide to become an intern? Um, honestly, this ministry was just a lot healthier and I thought I could become a lot healthier with the people and kind of the structure of this place. And that has proven to be very true. So yeah. Awesome. Um, I freshman year, I didn't really come around. I probably came to like one or two things, um, because I was also involved in another ministry. Um, but then I actually feel like the first time I came was probably with you, Carson. I don't think I ever went to tribe my freshman year, which is our women's Bible study also, by the way, just shameless plug. Um, but I think I, the first thing I came to here at the center was living room, which was our weekly worship nights. Um, and I honestly feel like after the first time I had ever done worship here, it was kind of like a, I think this is where I'm supposed to be because I felt really comfortable. Um, and ever since then things fell through with the other ministry that I was a part of. And this became um, more of a comfortable space for me. And I just felt like this is where I was supposed to be. So my junior year, I um, interviewed whatever questioned um, for a <laughs> internship. And here we are. Cool. So what do you do as part of your internship? Um, so my first thing was outreach um, during COVID. I asked this question because it's funny because Haley does everything. Yeah. So, so I just wanted yeah. to watch her struggle. So I came in doing 
outreach um, and I'm leaving doing hospitality. But whenever I started as outreach, I, which is really just like getting people from our campus into our building to get to know who Jesus is the way that we um, live alongside of him. Um, But then as I was doing outreach, me and Carson and Bennett kind of all took, like took all of the roles of like making sure the space was the way that it was supposed to be, which was more of what I wanted to do instead of like going to talk to people that I didn't know because that's not really my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, I would just rather make the space look pretty. So that's where I decided that hospitality mm-hmm. and events was more of my mm-hmm. cup of tea. Yeah, cool. and I are also the official cleaning ladies. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Nice. Nice. What about you? Um, I actually came to the center during my freshman year during our honors orientation. I actually had no plan of, of joining a ministry. And to this day, I will say it in front of anyone, I was planning on joining a frat, but the Lord met me in a crazy way. And um, I just came to a random worship night and it was so weird. No doubt in my mind, I was like, wow, these people are literally crazy, literally freaky because I was brought up in a tradition that was just like really like programmatic. And, and yeah. I just see a guy on a guitar singing about Jesus. I'm like, oh my God. This is so uncomfortable. That's our natural reaction. Um, But I was just like, you know what? I'll just keep coming because I do know who Jesus is, like I guess. And in a couple of years, I realized I didn't know who Jesus was at all during that time. But um, I came to know who Jesus was and I ended up being discipled and learning what authenticity and accountability and vulnerability look like. And then I I learned who Jesus was. And after that, I it was just, it, it just made sense. Like, the, it's not, it's like, why did you become an intern? It just made sense because mm-hmm. like all these things were coming to place. And I just know how much the Lord was, was fully in that during my sophomore year. So, and then after that COVID hit and a lot of people fell out, but then luckily we, I, I was able to be blessed with uh, two faithful friends of Carson Haley. So I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, um, but just to dive a little bit deeper into how you met Jesus at the center and what that's looked like for you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked a little bit, I talked about, about it before, but I was a part of a ministry my freshman year, and that was actually how I met the Lord. I grew up in the church, but it was never something that was personal or individual. Mm-hmm. It was just something that my family went to do um, on Sundays. And so when I came to college, I don't think I was ever expecting to fall in love with God the way that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ministry that I was a part of, it was very much like doing, 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 and I didn't mm-hmm. really learn my identity in God. And so... When I came here, like Bennett, I got discipled really well, learned how to hear the voice of God, and um, everything kind of just fell into place, and it was very healthy. I grew up in the church. I was very active in my youth group, and, like, I definitely could rattle off, like, VBS songs (laughs) and Bible verses, and, yeah, but um, I really just kind of knew, like, God as a place, like, for Mm -hmm. church, but not really having, like, the... in like intimate relationship with him or a friendship. Um, And so I feel like whenever I came to the center, I realized that not that what I grew up on was wrong, um, but there was way more um, to a life with Jesus and to a relationship with him. And the center has showed me with the help of leaders and other people around me that, yeah, that Jesus is so much more than just like words on the screen Mm -hmm. and, um, sermons that my pastor would say that I can actually have a relationship with the mm-hmm. with the one who created me which is really great. I would say more of an intimate relationship is what I have got to learn about Jesus while yeah. being at the center. Mm-hmm. I really relate to that too. Yeah. Cuz like I also grew up in church and also thought of it as more of a place. Yeah. Um and then I came here and 
everything was different. It the was, relationships were always horizontal, yeah. not yeah. vertical. And yeah. that's where my like mind shifted here is that the relationship yeah. isn't just with the people that you're going to church with. It's supposed to be a relationship between mm-hmm. you and the person that you're worshiping while you're at church. Yeah. So and definitely like life of Jesus flows into your life outside. Of yeah. that. You know, it's not just in church. It's, it's, you know, in your daily life. And, and I feel like I've learned that too, is that it, it extends beyond the doors. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we get to really like learn what it looks like to live a life, mm-hmm. um, glorifying God. No, I think I'm, I'm kind of very similar to what Carson, I think we're all kind of in a similar boat. Yeah. I think the center has some kind of like <laughs> magnetism towards that, the, yeah. um, or, the, yeah. or Jesus really just calling people who have been hurt in that way to come. Yeah. I think in addition to what Carson Healy said, I projected a lot of the ways I was hurt by leaders and people in authority in my life onto who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just never really appreciated who he was for for who he is, like who, mm-hmm. who is Jesus really? He's not the the man who would yell at you if you made a mistake. He's not the one that would um, hit you or belittle you or like or like e- even discourage you in, in some yeah. ways. And I think that's something that I had to just really quickly unlearn. Mm-hmm. And I'm still unlearning because mm-hmm. it's just a deep, deep hurt that I've just been living in for the past for 18 years of my life at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so in in addition to just the personal relationship, it's just knowing who Jesus is and. Mm-hmm. Once I really knew who Jesus was, it, once we know who Jesus is, it's like that personal relationship just comes with that because it's like, wow, like you, you want to talk to me, like you, mm-hmm. you, you want to do these things with me. And it's not, it's not just, a, it's not just let me do it. He's like a friend that wants to do it with us. Yeah. And so I've always been used to people just saying, go do it and meet me at the end. But Jesus is someone who's like, I'm going to come alongside of you with this yeah. and be with, with me in the, in the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just I don't know how you could not fall in love with, with Jesus yeah. in that way. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what made like leading and all this other stuff just so authentic because yeah. like who doesn't want people yeah. to walk in mm-hmm. his life? Who doesn't want people to taste his freedom? Yeah. 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 And I think what was really encouraging to me is it's not just one type of person that can be with Jesus. Yeah. We yeah. Be a leader at the center. We welcome yeah. all kinds of people and like we all grew up differently. We mm-hmm. all do things differently now. And here we are still. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're united by more than just dogma and doctrine. Yeah. yeah. To an degree. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we're united by Jesus. Yeah. That's bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people that have, you know, known who Jesus was in a way that maybe would be new to me. I can still walk alongside somebody who is freshly getting to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's still like, we're still growing in conversation and growing in our relationship with the Lord even more. Mm -hmm. All walks of faith are represented here at the center, which is even more Mm -hmm. special being able to get to do it with people that aren't like being able to walk in life with people that aren't necessarily Mm -hmm. on the same page as you. Yeah. And I think if I could just share a story, like we get to be vessels of that healing too, which is the best part. I remember one time when we were doing um, club carnival during our, one of the semesters here, Natalie and I were praying for something and she actually got a word like green pants or something, something like crazy random like that. (laughs) And the first person that I I see out there is a girl with green pants. (laughs) And so in the moment we're just like, Oh, that's, that's kind of weird. And so we talked to her and she's like, yeah, I'm not really Christian. And she was like really taken aback by that. And so in the moment she was like, yeah, my friends have always been like talking bad about me and like making me feel like stupid and like hurting me because of my my choice to not follow the mm-hmm. Lord. So I'm like, and so in that moment, we got, we get to be the vessel of healing of saying like, wow, I'm so sorry for the ways that people who, who claim to know Jesus have, have treated you mm-hmm. because that's not the Jesus that I serve. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so in that moment, she was like almost 
visibly struck by that. Like you could tell in her eyes, like something changed. I don't, I've never seen her ever since, but I'm just saying like in, yeah. in those moments, we still get to be vessels mm -hmm. of that love. And mm -hmm. I think that's something that the center has done of like completely reorienting what, what ministry looks like, what who Jesus is. And that just leads to that overflow of like wanting to see people free yeah. from that. It's cool that he has changed you guys's outlooks and lives over the last several years and then has used you to change other people's outlooks and lives yeah. in your time here also since you're all so old and wise now <laughs> so, <laughs> old. so old. yeah that's us yeah um i'd love to get just one nugget of wisdom something that you have learned during your time here that want to take with you that you want to take with you in your next stage of life dang um, <laughs> not it i've got a couple i've honestly i honestly have so, I have so many but like if i if i want to pick one or two mm -hmm. i would say one is definitely cross-contamination cross-contamination is like i i love that word because it's like you know there's the new like yucky word I know, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is a yucky word but it's like you, you know there's newness in christ and then there, there's our old flesh and like there's so many ways that like even in leadership in like corrupted leadership in churches like you know there are people who are like really like oh I'm, I'm all for jesus but then they also use all the things that they've learned in their past to like mm -hmm. perpetuate the, the the things but just sprinkling the name jesus on it mm -hmm. and so i think one way that it's just so easy for me to just like perpetuate the things that i've done in my past just sprinkling jesus on it mm -hmm. and cross-contaminating what the lord is trying to do so that's one mm -hmm. and then number two is just confrontation and like how important that can be and how how it's how important it is to not be passive in community and in, in relationship with others especially in workplaces whatever that is mm -hmm. and to do it in a loving way and i think that's something that i've been forced to do in community out of love really yeah that's a really good skill and i think that that's a sign of a healthy community mm -hmm. is if the members know how to have healthy confrontation yeah and they actually do it and to try <laughs> and to trust them because it's, yeah. it's not like it's easy to like get confronted yeah it's like that's a shot to your pride immediately like your flesh is gonna hate that but yeah. it's like i understand your heart isn't to like condemn me it's to invite me into something mm -hmm. into into something better and mm -hmm. to make us aware of something that we're not we're doing unintentionally yeah accountability and love yeah yeah i would say a really big word for me like probably the past six months to a year has been wholeness and that is something that i'm fully experiencing now that i don't think i ever would have expected to um that can only come with communion with god it can't yeah. come from doing things being yeah. at events being with people doing anything else but yeah with god yeah um yeah and like firming up your identity first and foremost mm -hmm. in christ is mm -hmm. essential and yeah it's just that's bread here mm -hmm. and that's yeah. what we live by here and then there can be healthy accountability healthy correction so it's like the root of everything we do. I think like mine is, I don't know, maybe it's like a little bit more personal, but I feel like um, whenever you have like the more healthy relationship with Jesus, like once you acknowledge that maybe the ways that you were like doing church or whatever, like wasn't necessarily what you wanted to do. Um, but once there's like a more healthier relationship and a stronger relationship with Jesus, he's going to like open the desires of your hearts more, if that makes sense, or like put them, like yeah. push them mm -hmm. further. I feel like the center does a really good job of like giving you one, the community to lean into that like with, um, but also like the resources of how to like actually hear mm his voice and he speaks to people in different ways. So like, 
I don't know. I just feel like I've learned that like my desires of my heart, like for myself have grown stronger as my relationship with Jesus has grown stronger. Yeah. So have your desires changed or have they just sort of solidified? Um, no, I would say they've changed because like whenever I was in church, like I said, that relationship was like never really there. It was always horizontal relationships, like with people that I went to church with, as opposed to a relationship with Jesus. And I feel like here, as I have gotten to know Jesus more, I like the desire to be with him and to truly like have one-on-one time with him and like hear his voice or hear the ways that he's speaking to me is a definitely a greater desire than what I had before. So like his desires become, have become your desires. Yeah. But you also have the tools now to know what his desires are. Yeah. And to listen to him. And that also doesn't mean that like we're not allowed to have dreams and goals as well. Like it's oh, so yeah. freaking cheesy, but like start dreaming again is our whole yeah. mission here. Yeah. And God can do way more than we could ever ask for. And so I think that's an yeah. invitation, but yeah. What is one piece of advice that you would want to give to upcoming students in leadership at the center? Like us. Um, I, I would say this is something that I've learned probably this year more than ever. I think all three of the seniors would agree that our junior year we had COVID, COVID was really hard and we mm-hmm. did not have the best boundaries with ministry. I think all yeah. of us would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is a really effective way to set boundaries mm. that are healthy for you and healthy for other people. Still figuring out like the nitty gritty mm-hmm. bits on different yeah. relationships, but you don't have to be best friends with everybody. You don't have Amen. to do everything. <laughs> Say it loud to the people in the yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, but there is a way to love other people yeah. really well while still yes. having really good boundaries. So mm-hmm. whatever that means to you, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. good. Coming from an introvert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So everybody in the room is going to roll their eyes at me right now, but I'm going to say, like, don't try to overdo yourself too much. Like, remember that, like, (laughs) yes, you're in a ministry and yes, like, that is obviously a huge part of who we are, but you also have, like, other roles that you play. Like, while I'm at school, yes, I am an intern, but I'm also a student and I'm a friend and I hold other leadership roles and, like, I don't know. It's really easy for me to just say that and not actually like do it because I'm definitely a doer, not a beer. So, um, but yeah, I would just say like, if you're tired, say no, like you're allowed to say no, but that's a lot easier said than done. (laughs) Well, I think that's the the best part because I don't know if you got, yeah, Haley struggles with that, but she's getting through it. And that's why she's able to walk walk in the the testimony of that, which is cool. I have so much advice. Oh my gosh. I've learned so much because of how much I've fallen short in leadership. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Funny is probably not the best yeah, word. I was going to say, I don't it's know about de- funny, It's definitely but... interesting. It's very interesting. Okay. Um, I, I think number one, it's like, it's got everything has to be coming out of an overflow. Yeah. yeah. If, if you it, be you cannot be stri- mm-hmm. like, there's no striving with the Lord. There's just abiding. If you're not going up with your going well with your up then you should not be going to your in or your out yeah. or you can't be pouring into them i mean there's three or four books of the bible about like how important leadership is and i think that's something that we forget a lot of the times of like leadership is important and like the lord is entrusting us with 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 his flock in some ways so i think that that's really important um i also think that performance 
And again, this is just me. You guys laugh, but because it's, everybody knows that I can be the most performative guy, but I've, I've come, I'm learning what it looks like to just like throw that away. Uh, but just performance is really unhealthy because it's so inauthentic and yeah. people can just read inauthenticity in every, every, every step that you yeah. take. Yeah. People can, can tell when someone's being fake and when someone's not genuinely like loving you or gen, genuinely wanting to be there. You know, the best part is like, you can be inauthentic and say, oh, I want to be there. But it's so much more genuine if you're like, honestly, I'm just like ready to go home because I'm yeah. so tired. Because yeah, yeah. that means so much more because it's like, I'm, I'm being vulnerable telling you exactly yeah. how I'm feeling. I really For don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say like another piece of advice I have, like again, coming from an introvert, rest is so essential. Yeah. Like Jesus had his best friends, but he also mm-hmm. went to be by himself. Yeah. And if you are not authentically showing up with God. Yeah. yeah two things yeah then you mm-hmm. i would argue you shouldn't be there and i've been there especially in the past few weeks of the semester one got, more oh, sorry and you gotta make time thing. for that oh yes and you gotta make time for that that's it okay the last one that i was like advice wise is i was gonna say like um forming the community which there's obviously like plenty of people in this building to do that with but forming community is like not that you need to have 17 people around you like they all don't need to know about your relationship with jesus but like having a couple of people to lean on is beneficial Mm -hmm. because it can be hard like some of the things that you walk through are hard and you don't want to do that by yourself and also sometimes you need like some help trying to like figure out what words you're trying to say or what feelings you're feeling Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you're like reading the bible and you're struggling on like this passage, you can't just do it by yourself. And sometimes Googling it is not the best idea. (laughs) So if you ask people in your community that you already have that friendship with, then ask them, hey, like, what are your thoughts on this? Or I'm really struggling and I really need you to pray for me like right now. So I would say community is really good and it's beneficial because this faith journey is not easy yeah so. accountability is so important especially for leaders yeah yeah i mean the higher you are the farther you fall right yeah so it's yeah. so important also to have accountability with people who you know actually care about you yes. yeah and who like will hold you accountable in a loving way yeah yeah well and that's why i was saying too like not that you need it to be with like everybody in the building doesn't need mm-hmm. to know like your worries or your Mm-hmm. like shortcomings whatever but if you have like you know a couple people then that's it's also a lot easier to be vulnerable with like two or three people yeah. as opposed to 32 or 52 yeah. people so yeah yeah that's not vulnerable that's anymore good. that's oversharing yeah no it make it cheapens it like yeah it cheapens yeah. your vulnerability and then well this is really awesome guys and so what i'm hearing is just that you found jesus at the center in a more restful way you learned what it looks like to abide in that strive um, and just like walking with him in more fullness and seeking his desires. And so, um, I just really think that's awesome. And I'm so glad that we get to learn from you guys and best of luck in the future. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you all your work over the years. Go out there, kill them. And we will talk to you guys on the next one.